Guys, people on today's show, I need you to be patient with me as I come out the intro, just breaking it down slowly, making my point and setting up everything I want to say. But I promise you, you want to listen to the very end of the show, the last very second, because every word is going to build up and it's going to bless you. And if you skip something, you're going to miss something. We talking about vision, uncertainty and patience, the perfect work. Yes, the complete work. I know you don't like being perfect. But anyway, sit back, relax, and enjoy Inspiration. My wife thinks I'm crazy. How did we get here? I can't believe y'all let me have a show. We going higher and higher, let me inspire you. Guys, people, I see you, let me admire you. He gave you vision and purpose, but you struggled to dream. Because the seed that was sown wasn't stitched in your genes. What was in them was denim. I guess what's in them is in them. There's a different perspective that I'm trying to present them. It ain't always peace when you see the peace sign. It don't make you a Levite because you rock Levi's. What's up, people? I am your host, Jay Will. And I would like to welcome you to inspire God's people where we balance faith and business to guide you to your purpose. God's people, how y'all feeling today, man? Yo, I'm ready. You know what I'm saying? This week we are dropping this episode, which is episode 127, a day late and a dollar short. Because I don't get paid to do this, people. Yeah, we dropping it a day late because yesterday, you know, I'm going to be real with y'all. I had to prioritize, you know, my husbandly and my business duties. I had a um pretty busy day at work. Had to work on some presentation materials for today, last night as well. And in between that, you know, we were working on some stuff outside the house. And I was like, you know what, man? I love God's people. I do love y'all. But um, you know what I'm saying? I gotta sometimes I like to, you know, put I like to make sure I'm putting other people and things aside for my wife. Um, not that she even asked me to. She was like, you can record your podcast tonight, whatever, whatever. I'm like, no, nah, you know what I'm saying? It's about you today, baby. So, um, yeah, we was out last night for some hours in the yard. I got more stuff to do tonight, actually. And today was a busy day at work, and tomorrow's a busy day. And, yeah, it's just going. Like, after I did the yard work, I came in the house, you know, cleaned up, and then in the bed until I got tired, had my laptop and was working on my presentation. So that's what we do, man. That is the life that I chose and I'm happy with it. No complaints here. Uh, I got a, some dope stuff to talk about today. You know, um, you know, I'm still, uh, I'm, I'm working on some changes. Um, not some, like some upgrades in the show. I'm, I'm gonna tell y'all this. Y'all tell me what y'all think. Hit me up and let me know what you think. Um, I'm thinking about starting to do some, you know, visuals. So whether it be like some Zoom type with the interviews, even thinking about bringing back some of the people I've interviewed in the past to talk to them again, but this time visually as well. Um, and also drop the audio on the show, but maybe put the visuals on YouTube. So those are some things that we're working on that I'm thinking about. Uh, y'all let me know what y'all think about that. I've never really um, strongly promoted or jumped into the, the YouTube situation. YouTube is tough, man. It's, it's serious. All these social media sites are like full-time jobs and I'm super busy, but, um, when it's valuable and worth it to God's people, then it's something I'm willing to put my heart and, uh, effort and time and all of that in. So y'all let me know what y'all think of that. Um, I did get an email this week that I didn't respond to yet. Uh, from a, a longtime listener. So if you're listening right now, a homeboy name is Derek. Um, Derek, you asked about me. Um, what was it? Allowing listeners to call in sometimes. So uh, that's something I've been thinking about. What's tough right now is I got the text number, right? Um, that's something I pay for. And then if you want to expand the text to have like a number people could call, that's an added cost. So I just been trying to think like how often would I use that before I invest in a phone number and stuff? Because, um, yeah, I can't, I look, I love y'all, but I can't give you my cell phone number. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like it's people listening to this show all around the world, which I'm grateful for, but I can't have you calling me at 3 PM your time. And that's three o'clock in the morning, my time. And my wife looking at me like, okay, this, this is going too far, bro. You're doing a little too much inspiring, sir. 
So anyway, man, I'm excited. I got a great uh, show lined up for you today. Um, some really dope things to talk about. Uh, this show is about balancing faith and business to guide you to your purpose. If you are a new listener, I advise you, go back, start at episode one. Um, if you don't want to go all the way back to episode one and you're just like, you're lazy, right? Which episode one is entitled, The Lazy Superhero. So matter of fact, go back to episode one. Catch up with us. Listen along. People do it every week. You know what I'm saying? I see y'all rocking with us. I'm appreciative of the show continuing to grow. I'm asking you to share this show, to give ratings and thumbs up wherever you can, wherever you see it. Follow us on Instagram at Inspire God's People. It's all connected, no spaces, at Inspire God's People. I am going to do better. I'm going to upload audio of the show, starting with this one every week. You know, I got to start doing that. I'm just so busy. There's so many things to do. Hopefully, y'all have patience with me as I continue to try to grow the show. You know, I'm a one-man show. You know what I'm saying? So by the grace of God, um, we makes it happen. All right. Do I want to share a little bit of a song today? How about we start off with just a, you know what? Nope, I can feel it in my spirit. Somebody like, I don't want to hear your music today. Jermaine, I'm tired of your music. You know what? I'm tired of you being tired of my music. So I'm not going to play no song today. Um, I'm passionate about these topics. You know what I'll do? I'll play the song at the end of the show. So for the people who like to really rock with my music, you can search J Will Music. That's J-W-I-L-M-U-S-I-C. There's no spaces. J Will. J-W-I-L Music. Uh, and that's on Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Music, um, iHeartRadio. Wherever you listen to music, just search my name. Search it on Google. And you can check out my songs. Today, I think I'm going to play a song called Good Enough from my project last year that I released entitled To Whom It May Inspire. But I'm not going to interrupt the content. We're going to jump into this good content and uh, see what y'all rocking with today. Okay, okay, okay. Since you don't like my music, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm in the spirit. You know what I'm saying? I know when people know. I, I'm, I'm trying to tell y'all. I know when somebody like, nah, I ain't trying to hear that today. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm, look, I try to mix it up for y'all. All right, I got some important things to talk about today. Again, we're talking about balancing faith and business. So we're going to talk about some business, then we're going to talk about some faith. I believe this is a powerful episode that this content can literally change your life. So listen up, take notes if you have to, and uh, hit me up, Music at gmail.com. Let me know what you think of today's show. All right, so here I want to start with a thought, right? We're on the business side right now, right? Before we move into the faith side. I want you to think about something. Um, what would... All right, let me, let me first start off and tell you this. This is why I'm thinking about this, because I love the Stark... Stark, Stark. I can talk, yeah, yeah, I can talk. Oh, mm. I love the stock market. Um, I'm in the stock market every single day whether I'm looking or investing or buying or selling or changing something around or um, trying to plan and strategically look at what I want to do next, right? And believe it or not, I really got heavy into the stock market last year. So in the height of the pandemic, that was when I really, really kind of got consistently into the stock market. And then um, in 2017, was when I was invested. I started investing in uh, cryptocurrency back in 2017. So I was a little, I won't call it early, right? You know, relative to whenever you might've got into it or heard about it. But I started in 2017 investing in crypto. And what happened is like recently, I put a small amount of money um, into this one um, coin and the thing was back in, I'll tell you, it was Ethereum. Okay. And back in 2017, I did a lot of research and just a lot of reading. I read a book on cryptocurrency, just really try to understand like what it was, what it's not, all of those things. And Ethereum was a coin that I had really believed in. Like I had really believed in Ethereum, but it was like, I was scared to kind of take the jump and invest based on my belief. Right. So I was scared to kind of like you know, act on what I'm saying I believe in. Um, so I, so I, I got my, I, me and Gabe was talking and he said like, you know, you get your feet wet. You know how you go to the pool and you don't really want to swim, but you want to get your feet wet. 
And the, the messed up thing about getting your feet wet is you ain't you ain't even get the the whole experience. You know, so you really sold yourself short. That was what I did kind of in 2017 with cryptocurrency. Um, and I had invested like, I mean, when I say a little amount of money, just like random little amount of money in Ethereum. And then I remember back then it was trading at $300 a share, right around $300. And um, it had dropped. All my coins had dropped. I walk away from it, right? Long story short, randomly uh, this year, I don't know, I was hearing something about cryptocurrency. I'm like, you know what? Let me open up my wallet and, and see what I got. And I logged in for the first time really in some years. And I had saw that the small investment that I put in had grown exponentially. Like that Ethereum that was $300 a share had risen to over $3,000 a share. So that means that imagine if I would have just bought three shares of Ethereum and paid $900, today that Ethereum would be worth $9,000, right? So that's, that's a pretty crazy increase, right? And um, so I, again, Thinking about the stock market, I had started asking myself, I was mad at myself because I didn't do what I believed in. I had done the studying, I had done the research, so I wasn't blindly investing, I wasn't just following what someone said. I actually understand what cryptocurrency is to a certain extent, because uh, it can get confusing when you go between like the blockchain and understanding the coins and the differences and, and the securities, right? But I understood it, I did the reading and all of that. But I didn't act on what I said I believed, right? So I started asking myself when I've been, you know, since I've been investing in stocks. And um, again, I've, you know, I'm pretty good. I'm, I'm decent at like identifying things beforehand. Um, that's uh, somewhat of a gift that I'm starting to see or a talent or a skill set that I'm starting to see that I have. I can see something good before it's good, Right. And I write this stuff down and I have data, right, for myself. And I know I'm taking a long way to make this point, so, so be patient with me. Oh, that's, that's going to make sense. Be patient with me. I ask myself a simple question. What if, because I'm, I just got into the stock market in 2020, right? And, I, and it, was, it was so easy to do. It was like no barriers to entry. Um, you know, it's, it's like it's, it's so easy. All it really takes is effort. I asked myself, well, man, what if I would have started this back, you know, like 1997, right? Let's go back to 1997. Let's go back to the future or that's back to the past. When we come back, we'll be coming back to the future. So I said, OK, I started researching and I said, all right, what would a five thousand dollar investment in Apple be if I would have invested five thousand dollars in 1997? Right. So. In 1997, shares of Apple were $3.56 per share, all right? So that means that the $1,000 would have bought you between two, 280 and 281 shares. So let's say 281 shares. Uh, $5,000, I'm sorry, bought you 281 shares of Apple. Um, today, Apple uh, shares trade at $133.63. And so that $5,000 investment, would be worth $37,552 today. Now, you might say like, man, that's 20 years though. But that's one investment. What if that was a behavior, a habit, a skill set you had developed? And over the course of 20 years, you had made those types of decisions. Now, I know you've had $5,000 in the last 20 years, so I'm not questioning that. The question is, how much was what you did with your $5,000 worth? Woo. Let's go back to the future. How much today? If you take $5,000 that you might have spent in 1997 or 1999, 2000, whatever, right? Buying something you wanted, something you thought you needed, right? You bought the baggy pants, you bought whatever hat, you had the do-rag, like, like whatever... Whatever was hot back then, you, you, you bought that thinking that it was going to satisfy something. And nine times out of 10, I know this ain't everybody. Some people made good investments. Nine times out of 10, the thing you spent the $5,000 on back in 1997 that you thought you couldn't live without is worth nothing today. Not only is it worth nothing, you don't even know where it's at. 
So it has no value, but it also probably has no existence. You get what I'm saying? So, so then I ask myself, all right, because some people are like, ah, $37,000 or whatever, right? I'm not trying to think about like crazy amounts of money. I'm trying to get you to see it's not about the money. It's about the principles, okay? Because here's the thing. Like, some people want to own an iPhone and others want to own iPhone. You get what I'm saying? Like, what made me personally, like, when I, when I look at, like, investing in, like, Apple, and, and let me just say this because I think it's always wise to say this when you're talking about investing. I'm not a financial advisor, like, at all. I'm not telling you right now what to invest in or how to invest. Go see a financial advisor. Never, ever invest money that you cannot afford to lose, okay? So don't take this as a get rich quick. That, that's not the purpose of what I'm talking about. That's why the timing is important. I'm purposely giving you examples that are over 20 years in time. The reason I'm doing that is because it's important for us to understand as believers what the meaning of patience is. And there's a lot of principles behind these examples I'm giving. Let me pause and give you the principles. I'm going to come back with one more example of a stock, and then we're going to jump and dive into the principles. But just so you are tracking with where I'm coming from. The principles that I want to explore today, and this came, I was talking to my boy Gabe um, from the Path of Revelation uh, podcast. Check him out, Gabriel Parker. And I asked Gabe a question. I gave him that example that I just gave you with Amazon. I mean, Apple. There's another one with Amazon. I think I gave him the Amazon example. But then after giving him the example, I asked him, like, why do you think people still won't get it, though, or don't do it? When you could give someone examples, and, and this is what Gabe actually said. He said, it's three reasons why, and he don't know I was writing it down. And I'm like, oh, I want to talk about this on my podcast. This is why, look, I don't talk on the phone with people unless you're going to, if you ain't going to give me something, some content, bro, I ain't got nothing to say to you. If you ain't talking content, I'm off the phone in five seconds. Like, okay, cool. Thank you. Late. Bye. Gabe came with some content, so I gave him a five-minute conversation today. All right, for free. All right, he said, it's about vision. He used the word risk, secondly, but I, I changed it to uncertainty. I spent like, you know, an hour really digging into these three things um, before I recorded this because I don't just like to just throw stuff at y'all. I really like wanted to spend some time and think about it and take some notes and look and read some scripture and we'll look at the scriptures. But we're going to talk about vision, uncertainty, and patience. Those were the reasons that Gabe said that we keep missing out on possibilities, on opportunities, on things that God clearly has available to us. Some of us keep missing out because of a lack of vision, uncertainty, and patience. So those are the principles that we're going to explore after I give you these examples because it's not about the money. Like, and that's Some people don't understand the power in talking about finances for me is that there are so many principles locked up into the finances and how you spend your money says so much about you. You get what I'm saying? Like, some of us don't realize that, like, uh, I'll wait. I'll wait till I get in the prince. I was about to preach. It's too early to preach. We're going to preach later. All right, so let me see. Amazon, let's look at this, right? Amazon, um, the IPO, right, when it, when it first started, May 15, 1997. One share of Amazon was $18 per share. So for those of y'all who were alive, I know I got some young people to rock with this show as well. If you were alive on May 18, 1997, you had an opportunity to make this move that I'm about to explain to you. Amazon, you know the company that's coming today and dropping off stuff and within 24 hours and they got trucks and vans everywhere and drones dropping stuff out of the sky and they offering to be able to drop something off in your car, your garage. Like Amazon is everywhere today, right? So it's easy to see today because it's everywhere. But talking about vision, on May 15, 1997, Amazon share was $18 per share. A $1,000 investment in Amazon would have gotten you 55 shares, okay? 55 shares of Amazon, $1,000. Man, I want, I want to, before I give you this number, I want you to ask yourself, 
On May 15, 1997, what did I do with the $1,000 I had? Because you had it. Nine times out of ten, you had it. <laughs> I don't care if it was a tax return, a student loan refund. Or, like, you had $1,000 in 1997 by May 15, right? That's five months in a year, you had $1,000. You might have bought some new hair with it. You might have bought, like, a watch. Like, you bought something, but I want to ask you, and this is the power of investment, whether you're investing in yourself, whether you're investing in uh, your, your spirit, whether you're investing in your education, like whatever, this, investing in someone else, sowing a seed, this is the power of investing, right? Today, Amazon shares sell for $3,503.86 per share as of about an hour ago. Could have gone up or down a couple cents or whatever. You know how much your $1,000 investment in Amazon in 1997 would be worth today? $192,712. Now you tell me, is that pair of jeans worth $192,712? Is the wig, the jerry curl juice, did they have jerry curls back then? I don't think so. Like whatever you bought, whatever you, whatever you thought you couldn't live without, was it worth $192,000? All right. All right. I want y'all to think about something. One of my favorite movies of all time is Back to the Future, okay? I'm going to give you a quick, just a quick thought. You got Marty McFly and Doc Brown. They got this time machine, a DeLorean. They can go back into the past. They can go into the future. They can do all kind of stuff, right? Well, they was going in the past. And at this one point, this dude Biff, old, old man Biff, he noticed that they had this time machine and Marty had bought this sports almanac. So imagine this. He goes, he went to the future at this time, right? So it was the future. He went to the future and he saw a sports almanac giving you all the answers of the sports stuff of the past. You know what I'm saying? So Marty was about to cheat the system, bro. He had the answers to the test. Second principle, he was going to eliminate uncertainty. Remember, I talked about the three principles. vision uncertainty and patience. He was going he was going to eliminate uncertainty and patience at the same time. He didn't need vision because he was cheating with the vision he had with the almanac. It was giving you you in the year 2015 or 17 or whatever whatever year it was and they giving you you got an almanac of sports history of every game that was played in the past. So this dude Biff takes it you got you to gotta watch Back to the Future, all right? You know, if you don't like Back to the Future, forget you then. I love you, though. But Biff takes it, and Biff is an evil dude that gets rich because he was betting on games that had already happened, but he had the sports almanac giving him the answers to the test. What's my point? A lot of us, that's what we want. We want that lifestyle. What I'm telling you is that principle, that character that that develops, it ain't in the Bible. It's bigger than the money. Like when I talk about money, just know it's always bigger than the money. It's about the principles. All right, so check this out. When you think about the fact like some people want to get rich. Others want to build wealth. I got a question for you today. Which one are you? It's a big difference between wanting to get rich and wanting to build wealth. The reason I say that is because there's a different type of mentality that is developed in a person that wants to get rich. A person that wants to get rich typically wants money to consume things, right? It's like, I want to get rich so I could buy 10 cars. I want to get rich so I could do something. A lot of times, something that is superficial and lacks substance. But you want money to get things, right? A person who wants to build wealth, right? Now you are developing, like now you're talking about patience. That's that third, that third principle that we're about to explore. Patience. Because building wealth takes more time than, quote unquote, the idea of getting rich quick. So a person that wants to build wealth develops discipline, has experiences and learnings over a course of time 
that actually develops and strengthens the biblical nature of their character, right? Because it's about, uh, all right, so it's people that don't believe me yet, and we about, to, I'm, we about to go to the Word, and I'm about to, I'm about to show you better than I can tell you. All right, cool. So let's start with the Bible, and then we will start digging into these three principles real quick. So I'm going to go to James chapter 1, uh, verse, let's start at 2. I think we're going to read 2 through 4, okay? Uh, verse 2. Now, th- we're starting off in the New Living Translation, okay? It says, Dear brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind come your way, consider it an opportunity for joy, for great joy, okay? And then it says, verse 3, For you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. First of all, yo, this don't this throw you off? Verse 2, when troubles of any kind come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. Why in the world would trouble be an opportunity for great joy? Well, what? Because... When your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. So I'm supposed to be focusing on growing my endurance as a believer, right? Like if I'm, if trouble is giving me an opportunity to be joyful, all because that by testing my faith in this way, my endurance has a chance to grow. That tells me that endurance must be a really good thing. Now, let's pause and think about what I just said. It's a different type of person that wants to get rich. Want something quick, didn't really work for it, happens overnight, you know, lottery ticket, splash, ah, I got that. Versus a person that wants to build wealth, make the right decision in 1997, be strategic, uh, be detailed, be thoughtful, research, mindful, um, resisting temptation to just consume, consume, consume things and more things, but more so leverage and build strategy to be able to impact more people in a longer term. Things are not necessarily just you're just seeing a resp- reaction today. People don't believe in you. People think you tripping because they're getting and consuming the things, the things, the things you're able to endure. And then a the payoff happens years later. I know it doesn't like if I give you those two options, here's what's crazy. Most people would choose to get rich quick. But the thing is, when you choose to get rich quick, you give up all of the qualities that were developed and built through the patience, through the vision, through the uncertainty of the future when you were building wealth. All right, let's keep reading. Last one, verse four. So let it grow, talking about your endurance. For when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete, needing nothing. The perfect work. This is the idea of letting patience have her perfect work, right? So. It's like when my endurance has grown and it's fully developed, then I will be complete. That's heavy, ain't it? Like, so this idea of being joyful about the long path to something, right? The uncertainty. The reason you should be happy is because whatever you develop in during that time is going to increase your endurance and your faith is going to grow. And throughout that time, that long time when Again, faith is growing because you're in the face of uncertainty. We often are afraid of uncertainty, but that's the very thing that's going to increase your endurance. The Bible says this is an opportunity for great joy. And then when it's done what it's supposed to do, you'll be complete, lacking nothing, needing nothing. Well, what about the idea of getting rich quick? What does that produce? Typically, it produces a person who can't handle what they're given. A person whose money, their monetary value is higher than their uh, their spiritual well-being. It's higher than their maturity level. It's higher than their substance level. The thing is, it's, ooh, the money is greater than the endurance. So it's nothing like a person who has a lot of money, but no endurance in their faith. That money will be gone. That's why we always say, I've said it a hundred times on these shows. When you look at people who win the lottery, they typically grow, go broke, I think, within three to five years. 
They have no endurance, no sustainability, right? You can't sustain it. You can get it quickly, but can you sustain it? When you get it over time, when you develop and grow over time, right? Like the beauty of, of, of God and Christ and what he's done for us is the ability to like time is the greatest asset. Some of us living like we want it to be over quick. <laughs> like no patience is about enjoying the journey and embracing the journey and understanding and being grateful each day for the idea of the hope of tomorrow. And as my endurance and my faith is built up, then now, God, when you bless me with what I'm supposed to have, if it took me 20 years to get $192,000, over the 20 years, I've developed habits and discipline. I'm not a slave to money. I don't need money to go get things now. I've learned the value of sowing, helping others, leveraging the money to do something more impactful, to do something sustainable. Versus I could have took the same $1,000 and been trying to front and stunt on people or the same $5,000 and bought a Gucci. I mean, the, the belts at Gucci cost too much. I'm like, bruh, y'all. Some people, I'm like, bruh, you, look, I might stunt on you with like a, a, <laughs> a Banana Republic joint like that I got from the factory store. Like that was, see, I stunt off the regular price. Like, hey, bro, these regular my brothers know. Me and my brothers, we see each other like, oh, them cold. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. These cold hunts, regular price, 190 I got them for 55 <laughs> Like, we got to learn how to stunt. You got to stunt differently, bro. Like, cool. It, I'm the first to tell you there's nothing wrong with having nice things. I'm not telling you don't ever do something nice, right? Everybody has things. Um, that's part of this life that you want to enjoy along the way. But we are a slave to the enjoyment of the things. We do the opposite. We spend all our money for the moment. What if you were thinking about you today in 1997? The problem with most of us is today we're not thinking about the us five years from now. So every decision we're making is selfish based on the person, what this version of Jermaine wants. So I'm only living my life for what you want now. But the problem is by the grace of God, I will get to five years from now. And I don't want to get there and be surprised like, dang, what the old you do for you? I don't want to look back at the me now and be like, bro, what was you doing? You missed out on Amazon? Like, was you reading? Was you researching? You was at the club. The club. Some of us don't understand the value of thinking beyond the moment. All right, now let's take a step back. I want to read the same scripture in the King James Version, and then we're going to get to the three principles. James chapter 1, verses 2 through 4. My brethren, count it all joy when ye fall into diverse temptations. Sounds weird. Knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. But let patience have her perfect work, that ye may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. You know, I'm really starting to have a problem. Look, I'm going to tell you an idea of like the, the problem with being politically correct, right? Some of us want to be politically correct so bad that we lying. <laughs> and here's what I mean by this. Um, and that's why I'm willing sometimes to say things that might sound a certain way to you, but I believe that they're true. And I would rather try to explain the heart, the thought, and the principle behind them than to just act like I don't believe them. And this is what I mean. You know how people be like, man, nobody's perfect. I ain't perfect. And we start saying that as kind of like a shield to self-righteousness because here's the idea. The idea is that people in the world look at people in the church and they use this word perfect. Like, you know, y'all think y'all perfect, right? And so it's misused to the point that Sometimes you could just be trying to help somebody. Like, it's like if I tell you, like, hey, man, you got a booger on your nerves. Like, no, it's like, hey, you think you're perfect? It's like, no, I'm just trying to help you. But we fall a victim to believing the accusations against us to the point that we change God's word. So then, and I'm, I'm guilty of it. I just said it a million times. Like, I'm not perfect. I'm not perfect. Not even understanding what I'm really saying. Perfect means to be complete. The Bible says all through it that, hey, be perfect as I am perfect. Like, 
Like, when, let patience have her perfect work. Listen, embrace the idea of perfection, but understand what it means. The problem sometimes is we're talking about the Bible using the world's terminology and definitions. So we're talking about perfection based on what the world defines perfection as. But that's not what the Bible defines uh, perfection as. I can't talk. So when I say I'm perfect or when the Bible says, let patience have her perfect work, it's not saying that you are without flaw or that you are some godly being. It's saying that you're complete. There's nothing wrong with being perfect from the biblical sense. I want to be perfect. Right. If you're hurting and you want to be healed, healing is a representation of perfection for that situation. Not you're perfect in your entirety or you're Jesus or God. No, I don't care what. Look, that's what I'm saying. I'm not. Don't when you listen to this show, I, I got to ask you one thing. Don't bring your worldly ears to this show. Don't bring the ears that are outside of biblical doctrine of this show. Because you'll hear things like about money and you'll hear it from the way of the world and you'll think like the world. You'll hear a word like perfect and you'll think like the world. You'll be like, he being self-righteous, this. No, that's not what I'm talking about. But I, I don't want to dismiss the biblical definition of something and never proclaim and accept the biblical definition of something just because the world is uncomfortable with the word. The world is uncomfortable with the word. Okay, what am I saying? The Bible literally describes patience, at, um, perfection, as complete, lacking nothing. All right, all right, hold on. Some of us looking at God like, show me the results and I'll show you my faith, God. How easy is it, right? Who, who wouldn't invest $1,000 in Apple or Amazon if I told you I would give it to you for the $19.97 price today? Everybody would do it because you already know the outcome. Don't cheat yourself out of developing the skill set to become a visionary. Don't cheat yourself out of the fear of uncertainty so you're not allowing yourself to grow through and build the endurance with your faith. All right, this last definition is patience. This is probably going to not be what you wanted to hear. Uh, but I'm going to say it anyway. Okay. I think I wrote down two definitions. They say the same thing, but differently. Number one definition of patience or being patient. The capacity to bear pain or trials calmly or without complaint. I don't know why the word capacity sticks out to me. What's your capacity? Like, do we ever stop and ask ourselves, like, what do what is my capacity like just going thinking about COVID, right? The, one of the interesting things about COVID is all of a sudden stores had to think about their capacity. Me and Tiff was walking around the outdoor mall last week and it was like, you know, some people are still doing the capacity thing. They're like this one store said the maximum capacity is four, like four. I'm like, four. I in my mind, I'm like, it had to be a typo or a joke. Four? Like, yo. Y'all not letting more than four people in the store. At least three people work there, okay? So you like y'all can't be selling much. But most people had a capacity of like 118, right? Capacity. Like COVID put people in a situation where they had to understand their capacity. Because people start saying, hey, you can only be at 20%, 25, you shut down, 50%. Well, how are you going to be at 50% if you don't understand what 100% is? You have to understand your capacity, right? And that's a big part of being a believer is like, what are you made of? What am I made of? Right. And that's why this, this says the capacity to bear pain or trials calmly or without complaint, calmly or without complaint. Let patients have her perfect work. So this capacity to endure years of uncertainty like calmly and without complaint? Why would that develop a perfect work in me versus just getting rich quick or getting what I want quick or getting faith quick? Like, like why is this called the perfect work? What's the other definition? The ability to endure difficult circumstances without anger. 
Woo. Well, okay, wait a minute. Because this is where it gets deep to me. So, so patience is this ability to endure difficult circumstances without anger. So now let me go back and read the scripture. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations. Knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. But let patience have her perfect work, that ye may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. Wait a minute. So let the capacity to endure difficult circumstances without anger have her perfect work, that ye may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. Why would the capacity to endure difficult circumstances without complaint or anger perfect me? Well, then I have to look at what Jesus went through. The Bible says he never said a mumbling word when he was going to the cross, when he was being beaten, when he was enduring all of that pain. And then when it was done, what did he say? He said, it is finished. Patience had her perfect work. He didn't say a mumbling word because during his, he was, he had built the endurance. He knew what his capacity was because he was Christ. Do you know your capacity? The Bible says, pick up your cross, deny yourself and follow him. That means follow his ways. His ways are not my ways. I'm just going to be real with you. I don't like this. This bothers me. But it's the truth. It doesn't sound like what the world is saying. Why would the world tell me to build endurance? To, to develop the capacity to endure something for a long time. To, to be a visionary and see in 1997 that I have to complete a perfect work in 2021. So I'm going to endure the ups and downs of the stock market and all of the emotions and all of the negative news that comes out and everything. And then in the end, it is finished. I'm going to cash my check. What am I saying? I'm telling you that as a believer, you have to shield yourself from the ideologies and the philosophies of this world. I'm just going to be real with y'all. I'm so concerned. Because I'm seeing Christianity being turned into a joke or like a like a swag contest. Like I just I can buy more stuff than you. God going to bless me to buy this. Like God doesn't God is worried about endurance. Don't like don't make me read the other scriptures about patience or perfection rather. Because there's a there's an instance where God says like, oh, you want to be perfect? Well, sell everything you have and follow me. It ain't about the money, it's about the principle. Because when you develop a principle and a mindset to build wealth, here's what's ironic. You end up having more money without being a slave to it. Ah, Some people can't handle the money because they're a slave to it. But when you build the endurance and understand that it's bigger than you, I'm not obtaining money because I'm a slave to things. Because see, in order to build wealth, you have to be able to have money and not spend it over some course of time. That's the only way money can grow. Some people can't handle growth because the moment something grows, you pull it out the ground. The seed is still growing. You trying to pull the harvest and it's time to water. The reason it's called a perfect work is because once God takes you through what he's taking you through, and your and your test your your faith has proven that it has endurance and now God trusts you to give you what he said he had for you it's a perfect work so whatever you're going through whatever you're dealing with in this life i know it's tough maybe you've been single for a long time you're tired of being single and you're thinking when is this going to be over patience the ability to endure uh, difficult circumstances calmly without anger. Be patient calmly and without anger. 
so that you can build your endurance, your faith. See, God doesn't test your faith in the way that the devil tests your faith. Okay, I did a whole, it's a show. I don't know what episode it is. That's why you got to go back and listen to all of them. I shared a sermon where I talked about temptation and it's different. God doesn't test you to try to make you mess up. I used to hate taking multiple choice tests in school because I feel like you're just trying to make me get the answer wrong. Okay, you're giving me stuff that look like the answer. That's not it. God tests you to make you better. So with God, it's like practice, right? When you're practice, it's like, all right, I'm testing you. Uh, you doing these drills, but it's not the game yet. I'm trying to make you ready for the game, right? What the devil do is he try to tempt you. So he comes and he like, like you in the game and the devil is like the heckler in the stands or the person provoking you. That's not what God does. We got to understand the difference. So when you understand the purpose of what God is doing, then it makes that's how you can have endurance. Do it calmly without anger, because you're, you have to tell yourself, OK, OK, God, you're testing my endurance of my faith, meaning you're building it, not you're testing me like you trying to mess me up or make me mad or you're trying to do something to harm me. God is testing you to prepare you so that you can handle the blessing that he's going to give you. The perfect work. A blessing without patience isn't perfect. Sometimes a blessing for people is a hindrance. That look at the story of the prodigal son who asked for his inheritance early. And he went out and he blew his inheritance, right? And he ended up in such a tough situation, living homeless, eating all type of crazy food because he got it before he was complete. But the beautiful thing about the father is that the father welcomes you back with open arms. So if you're the person that's like the prodigal son, you're the person that's like, all right, Jay, I, I see it. I messed up. I didn't have patience. I missed the investment. I didn't have vision. I was afraid of uncertainty. And I, I like, I, all right, I get it. The beautiful thing is that the father welcomes you back with open arms. Not only that, he throws a celebration when you come back. This is all I want to say to the true believers out there, man. It's a lot going on in this world, y'all. It's a lot going on in this world. I'm sure we've all made our share of mistakes. I've made some mistakes. You know what I'm saying? I've made some mistakes that's obvious. I've made some mistakes you haven't seen. Um, I've grown in ways that you might not believe. But here's what I know, man. I know that the word of God is true. And I know that what I'm seeing in the world today it concerns me, to say the least. Um, the world is always going to be the world, but, but my concern is the believers. The believers who are getting caught up in the race wars. The believers who are getting caught up in the politics and not loving their brother or their sister as themselves. The believers who are no longer preaching the gospel and doctrine of the Bible, but rather the doctrine and the gospel of their emotions and of the world. I'm praying for you. I'm hoping for you to endure with patience these difficult circumstances around us, COVID, politics, race, evil, calmly, 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 without calmly, anger, without calmly, anger, without anger. You ever felt like you weren't good enough to be who God called you to be? I failed so many times. I'm afraid to fail again What if I let you down As soon as you let me in If I'm just not good enough When you see me for who I am What if I'm just not good enough is it worth the chance? Don't let nothing separate you from the love of God. I know you good enough to know you're good enough. Jesus died on the cross, that was good enough. If you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that he raised from the dead, then that's good enough. We all have to deal with temptations. Ain't a soul on earth above that. But we're forgiven because he is risen. And it's good enough. Thank you, Lord. I fell so many times. I'm afraid to fail again. What if I let you down as soon as you let me in? If I'm just not good enough, when you see me for who I am, what if I'm just not good enough? Is it worth the chance? There's beauty in your flaws. What's the value of a Mona Lisa? If you 
display your art for the world to see. Let them criticize openly. Sticks and stones may break your bones, but a word from God will make you strong. If you strong, that means you are weak. Christ to the rescue in the time of need. His strength made perfect, good enough for me. I know you good enough to know you're good enough. Jesus died on the cross, that was good enough. If you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that he raised from the dead, then that's good enough. We all have to deal with temptations. Ain't a soul on earth above that. But we are forgiven because he is risen. And it's good enough. I fell so many times. I'm afraid to fail again. What if I let you down? As soon as you let me in. If I'm just not good enough. When you see me for who I am, what if I'm just not good enough? Is it worth the chance when I want to do good? Evil is always present when I want to do bad. Can't seem to learn my lesson. So I've been in his word lately trying to solve this mystery. Paul said, remove this thorn. God said, son, my grace is all you need. It's in Corinthians. You may want to read that before you sin again. Took some L's, born again, so I went again. Second letter, chapter 12, go from 1 to 10. Meet me back at Romans 7 if you struggling. You struggling? I ain't trying to judge a friend. The more I learn, I don't understand. How it's nothing good in me, but his spirit lives in me. And he said it's good enough. Enough said. I know you good enough to know you're good enough. Jesus died on the cross, that was good enough. If you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that he raised from the dead, then that's good enough. We all have to deal with temptations. Ain't a soul on earth above that. But we are forgiven because he is risen. And it's good enough. I fell so many times. I'm afraid to fail again. What if I let you down? As soon as you let me in. If I'm just not good enough. When you see me for who I am, what if I'm just not good enough? Is it worth the chance? When I want to do good, evil is always present. When I want to do bad, can't seem to learn my lesson.